Good evening, and welcome to Nightmare Theater, an open book club for nightmares. This is episode 33, and tonight we're joined by Ghost Train, aka Slaughterhouse Stories. Welcome. Hey, thank you. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. So the way this works, if you're new, is you can feel free to send a nightmare in to theforgottengrove at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to read it uh, on air next week or at the end of tonight's show if there's any time left. Uh, but we've got some nightmares from Reddit that we're going to jump right into. But not before I ask uh, Ghost Train uh, about his nightmares. So have you ever had, well, I assume you've had a nightmare, but there are actually people, believe it or not, who have not had a nightmare. But if you could relate to me, maybe your scariest nightmare. Well, I have two reoccurring nightmares. Um, the first one, I, I can't remember that well, so I'll, I'll do that one first. But it's just, it's always like the one that wakes me up the fastest. It's, it scares me a lot. And it's just, I, I guess I can't remember the situation, but it's some kind of like humanoid creature. It's almost like, um, oh, what was that Stephen King one with the cat looking people? You know what I'm talking about? Is it literally called Cat? I no. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Oh, they're like psychic vampires, but they like okay. they look human, and then they just ch- their their form changes, and that's what happens in my dream. It changes into something like monstrous, and it's just I wake up and then I go back to sleep, and it's right back in the same spot. So I, I have to like literally wake myself up, and then um, kind of get up and go do something just so I don't go back into it. Okay. What happens with these cats? It's just, um, everything seems fine, and then once they make the switch, it's like I'm, I'm running, I'm off and running, I'm trying to get away, and they're, they're just tracking me down, and I, like, no matter where I go, I can't get away. Interesting. Hmm. And then what's your other? My other one is, um, I remember that one a bit more vividly, but it's like, um, I live in Philadelphia, so we have like, um, row houses. So if you go out your front door, you're looking at somebody else's house in front of you. Um, so I'm coming out of a house, and then for some reason I'm viewing everything from a, um, like a, like I'm looking down on everything, and I could see like a, a, a bus plowing through a line of houses, and um, planes are flying overhead and dropping bombs, and people are parachuting in. It's just like this whole, like, war apocalyptic set, uh, scenario that just I get dropped into all of a sudden. Interesting. Yeah, and it's just, it's another one of those ones where it's like, now I'm trying to get away, I'm, I'm g- gathering my kids up, and I'm, you know, getting us to cars, and explosions are going off, and then, same thing, if I, if I wake myself up from it, if I go back to sleep right away, I go right back into it, in like, the same spot, and it's just like, gotta get up and walk around and do something. Hmm. Do you have any idea what they mean? No, I've, I had a friend um, tell me that it, she said I should look them up, and I just I haven't had a chance to do it yet. But it's just it's some of the, it's the two freakiest nightmares I have, and they've been reoccurring for like the last like ten, fifteen years. Hmm. I would say like, you know, you know, forgive me for taking a crack at the second one, but I feel like that one's probably just about being concerned maybe for the safety of your family, that type of thing. Like imagining you know the place where you live is suddenly being a war zone or something like that. I probably. It could be the first one though that's that's a little crazier uh liam in the chat says animorphs is that what those cat things are for like is that the stephen king book uh yeah i think that's what they're they're called but um like there's a name for them that the anim- like anybody that can transform is called an animorph but um 
Okay. Oh, I really wish I could remember the Stephen King thing now. I had it in my head before we started, and then it just went away. Oh, fair enough. Anyway, let's get into some of these Reddit nightmares. I'm sure some people are watching, anxious to hear them. So, would you do the honor of reading the first nightmare? My pleasure. This one is by Reddit user Bloody Chanel. I lost my long deceased dog in an alternative dimension, in an alternate dimension that I accidentally entered. So this one is super weird. It started off with my family moving into this mansion. We were just unpacking and painting rooms, etc. I went to drive to the store, but I, ended up, but I ended up discovering some kind of portal that took me back to the same place, but in another dimension. I visited this other dimension twice in the dream. The first time I just came and went since I was busy. It was an identical world, but everything was kind of hazy decrepit and gravity seemed to be optional. You could choose to float or walk normally. People seemed to use floating only to reach things up high or travel through holes in mansion structures. Everything was, so, was also very old and destroyed. The house looked the way we had. The house looked the way we had it, but the wallpaper was peeling. It had holes everywhere. The grounds were unkept, etc. There were also many people inhibiting, inhabiting it, but they didn't seem bothered by my presence and greeted me casually but overall ignored me. The second time, I intentionally found the same portal, but decided to explore. It wasn't like a physical wormhole you could see. I put into a specific spot of one of the mansion's driveways to access it. This time, the people seemed intrigued by my presence. At this point, I somehow realized that my dog had followed me into the dimension, but I couldn't find him. When I went to look for him inside the ruins of the mansion, suddenly there were a hundred dogs nearly identical to him but different enough that I could distinguish him. He was also blind and deaf, so he's very difficult to find, since he couldn't respond to his name or see me. A young woman, maybe slightly younger than me, became friends with me and helped me find my dog. She had platinum hair and a really puffy hairstyle, something you'd have seen in the 80s or early 90s. Once we found my dog, it got sketchy, which, for more context, is super odd, because it wasn't the dog I currently have. This is our beagle named Piper, who had passed away 13 years ago. He was an ancient, blind, and deaf stage of life, like he was in the final years, which was somehow a red flag to these people. When I found him, he was scared to death, hiding under a wooden patio deck. Again, he couldn't see or hear me, but he didn't seem to recognize my scent either. I pulled him out and held him close, but he was biting me. I wasn't injured by his teeth, though. I couldn't even feel him. The woman began to guide me out of the mansion, warning me not to speak to anyone and to just leave quickly. She gave me a makeshift leak. Excuse me, she gave me a makeshift leash and directed me to her favorite way out as she referred to the portal. I told her my car was in a driveway, so I'd rather use that one as to not leave it behind. As we walked around back the back of the mansion in my car, she said something like, Oh no, as she looked behind us. I looked as well. There was a man peeking over a fence behind us. He followed us and said to me, So she's labored then. I think he was referring to my dog. She ushered me hurriedly away without saying anything to the man. Once my car was in sight, she gave me a gentle nudge, told me to go, and vanished. I made a dash for my car, but it wasn't my car anymore. It was a literal tricycle, but it had a throttle as if it had a small invis invisible engine on it. By the time I got to it, I was surrounded by people who were very silent and soft-spoken, but obviously didn't want me to leave. 
two of them who appeared to be my mother and teenage son approached me, approached to grab the tricycle from under me. None of them ever addressed me. They just murmured to each other. I hit the throttle, since the woman's hand was on the tire, and I thought it would make her let go. She was alarmed by the sensation, but the tire moving rapidly didn't harm her. Someone also was holding me from the back now, so the front tire was just free-spinning as the mother and son began to stick their hands in and out out of curiosity, mumbling stuff that I couldn't understand to each other. I woke up about that point. I never got to understand why they wanted me to stay, but the young woman wanted, and, but the young woman wanted me to leave, or why my dog hasn't been above ground in over a decade was there. My car turning into something small and useless on the road like a tricycle isn't new to me. I don't understand it, but it's a reoccurring element in my nightmares. Interesting. That one's weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I had a, a couple thoughts about... First of all, I feel like it's pretty simply about the person's dog and them being concerned for their dog, right? And, like, I think they even mentioned that their dog's, like, deaf and blind, right? Yeah, deaf and blind. So, yeah, I feel like I'd probably worry a lot about a dog like that as well. Um, I'd say that the, the element that they mentioned towards the end about how their cars turn into tricycles, I feel like this is kind of, a, I would interpret this as, like, a very unique form of helplessness, like it's sort of like you're being like forcefully reverted to childhood or you're yeah, yeah, yeah. being thrust into some reduced like state of competency, I guess. Um, yeah, but that's just kind of a really like interesting manifestation of it. And then the last thing that I wanted to mention was right at the beginning when they're, I think that they mentioned how they're, they're in a mansion or they're in a house that looks just like the inside of their house, but the wallpaper is dilapidated and falling apart and things just seem rotten and off and weird. Like it's sort of like, what's it called in Stranger Things? Like the other world or whatever, something like that. Uh, the upside down. The upside down, yeah. Like like I've had actually quite a few nightmares like that. Like And wherever I go, like where, whenever I'm living somewhere for long enough, I'll have like... In my mom's house, I, I would have these recurring nightmares where I would awake in the basement and everything was yellowed and rotten and the walls were falling apart and there's just some like disgusting like mattress on the floor for some reason and all the furniture was gone, like that type of thing. And I've had that here twice now, a recurring nightmare like of the apartment that I'm in and just imagining like all these like bugs skittering around and just things being nasty. And I wonder what these nightmares mean. You ever had one like that? Uh, nothing nothing like that where I felt mm. like I was like in the upside down like stranger things mm -hmm. but it is weird that she would or have the sensation of um, someone like her mother and her teenage son like stopping her from leaving and all these other people holding her back so it's almost like she feels like she's been held back by parents and by children mm. and it's, she's just stuck in this broken down kind of life hmm. I like that angle interesting I'm going to now read a nightmare from a Reddit user named Digital Variant. The post is called, I'm never going to sleep after hearing that specific scream again. The post reads, I dreamed about this old footage. Please read it. It's not the ordinary creepypasta. I felt sleepy in the dream. Just for context, there were two teens on it. The tape was edited. 
1990s, and it said on plain white text that the other teen was about to do something that will completely disturb the world. Unfortunately, I forgot that part. The next part is they start walking around this logging forest, wood logs and processing, etc. But outside, the teen holding the camera was tall, but they still managed to lose each other. The teen holding the camera stopped talking because he couldn't find his friend. He searched everywhere because it wasn't ready. Uh, sorry, because he wasn't ready on what was about to happen. This part will traumatize me until the end. Silence in the tape for some seconds. Then it cuts out this it cuts to this picture with two logs on it and two bushes. It was still a picture, nothing wrong with it, and you can hear the other teens screaming on top of their lungs. And this scream is different. It's almost like a girl's scream, but it's deep fried. It's not a scared scream, but it was a scream of someone who overdosed on drugs or adrenaline. The scream sounded like he was screaming in joy while stabbing himself running around. Because I was half asleep in the dream, I didn't notice or hear the scream at first, but when my family got awakened by it, and they asked me to turn it down, there it was. Screams of hyperness. Joy. I never knew what they were doing. Looking into that picture while screams go through me, it's just another level. I wake up, crying of fear. I usually never wake up to a nightmare, but yeah. It shook me enough within six hours of sleep, I'm never going to be able to sleep anymore. I'm going to try recreating the screams, as well as the picture it had whilst doing it. Also, those teens were Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic. I have to say, I don't know who Chris... That's strange. Yeah, I mean, it, you got Blair Witch vibes from the beginning, I assume. I certainly Yeah, definitely. Did. Yeah. Um... I actually don't know what a, an overdose scream sounds like. you have any idea what he's talking about? I, I have no idea what what that would be. Yeah. Uh, I, an overdose scream. I don't I don't know. I mean, most people that overdose are, like, lethargic. Mm-hmm. And he, sp like, specifically mentioned that it was not scared. So I was, like, I was imagining that it was going to be, like, a scream of rage or something more terrifying, but... Yeah, it would be interesting to see him uh, recreate it, as he mentioned that he would do. Had a yeah, I guess maybe like if you're overdosing on drugs, maybe just like a scream of, of pure ecstasy and joy. Mm. Um, you know, I guess a happy scream. Like I guess if you're like at a concert and like the band's playing your favorite song, that kind of scream, maybe. Okay. Sorry for the sirens going on in the background here. <laughs> Happened to you last weekend too, or last week too. Yeah, I, I unfortunately, no matter where I live, it's always right beside a fire station. So, yeah, I don't. I never plan for that, and then uh, there it is. Uh, anyway, uh, would you like to read dream number three? Yes, by Reddit user Sour Cream X. This thread is titled "American Girl Baby Dolls Are Creepy AF." A few years ago. I had an American girl baby doll, or doll baby, that I never thought was creepy until I had this nightmare. I was in bed, and I woke up to my... What is that? A, oh, American girl doll baby on my bed. Next day, I tell one of my friends about it, and he comes to my house and checks my room. 
We see nothing until I get possessed by the doll and slam the bedroom door on his fingers. They come off and fast forward to bed again. I feel creeped out and go to my parents' door. I knock a few times with no reply, so I open the door to find their room is empty. I run to my brother's room and find that it is also empty. There is literally nothing in the house except for my room. The dog is also gone. I ran to the front door but it was locked and I started to panic as I ran to the garage door that was also locked. I turned around to see the American girl doll baby standing behind me with a knife and I woke up. This dream still scares me to this day. Hmm. I actually think I have something about this. Yeah, evil dolls. So this is from the internet. Evil dolls in a nightmare represent your childhood or past. Uh, an evil doll represents that you had a dark childhood or past that you need to heal from. That was one thing I got from the internet. And then another possibility is that a doll in a nightmare can represent some feeling of isolation or loneliness. Now I'm going to add like a third possible interpretation to that, which is just the fact that dolls are super creepy. I agree with this, uh, you know, just the title, like, like dolls are creepy, <laughs> you know, like sometimes you don't really need to complicate th things with like su super deep interpretation, but you know, maybe they just watched yeah. Annabelle or something. It's like, oh, well, you know, it could be this, no, dolls are fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. oh, I don't know about I'm allowed to curse, sorry. Yeah, I do it sometimes and sometimes I don't, I don't worry about it <laughs> too much. Um, yeah, but it really could just be that simple. Um, I might just hop. Dolls and clowns seem to be like the two things that people, that always get people. Yeah. I wonder why like clowns were even invented. Like who had the idea to, to just put face paint on? And <laughs> I'm sure there's some rich history on that. Like that I'm insulting some super deep clan enthusiasts and there's a pretty big wikipedia yeah. page probably it's probably like three thousand years ago in ancient greece some murderer decided to put face paint on yeah exactly <laughs> some murderer yeah well said uh, anyway this is a post by a user named nate mccauley the post is titled about to fall asleep feeling a drowning feeling knowing i'm falling into a nightmare the post reads I have this weird thing that's kind of hard to explain. Basically, when I'm about to fall asleep, like a minute before I fall asleep, I suddenly feel a drowning feeling, and I just know that what's going to, uh, sorry, I just know that it's going to be a nightmare. So I urge myself awake. I force my eyes open, and it's a really weird feeling. It's so hard pulling out of sleep seconds before you fall asleep, so it's really difficult. And for some reason, I just know I'm going to have a nightmare. And honestly, I can't tell if this experience is the nightmare. This doesn't happen super often, but one night or a couple days, weeks ago, it just kept happening every time I was about to fall asleep, which is pretty annoying because every time I have to pull out of falling asleep, which sucks. So yeah, I was wondering if anyone else gets this too or knows what it is. So I chose to include this one, even though it's not really a nightmare, just because, um, first of all, I think that what they're experiencing is something called hypnic jerk, which is a phenomenon that normally you would experience as falling rather than drowning. So like right mm -hmm. as yeah. you're about to, you've had that before? Yeah, I, um, I remember reading about what that was and I was like, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've never had it as drowning personally. And that, that is interesting also the way 
like they experience the sensation of drowning and then it always becomes a nightmare for me like the hypnic jerk comes in either two like one of two forms the most common is falling and then the other one that i get is literally like right as i'm on the precipice of falling asleep i just see this like deformed demonic face like appear right in front of me like a foot cool. away from me. and then it just like like you just jolt awake again um <laughs> oh just give me a nice sleep boo ah okay never mind yeah and i'm actually not i don't recall what it is I, I think i wrote it down somewhere at some point but i know that it has something to do with your inner ear like like some like fluid moving in your inner ear like at the exact moment that you're falling asleep or something like that and basically oh. um it's i think that you're just also on the precipice of entering the hypnagogic state so you're like half awake and half asleep which means that any hallucination goes now the one other thing that i'd like to add to this is just the fact that it's drowning and maybe to interpret it as a nightmare even though it's not one necessarily but nightmares about drowning according to the internet uh, are thought to indicate that you're overwhelmed with emotion or you're repressing desires or thoughts so it could just be like like when he mentions that or she i'm not sure when they mentioned that a week ago that they were on the pr like you know, they kept experiencing this night after night. It could be that they were going through some like rough time emotionally or something yeah, like that. That's 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 what I was going to say. It's probably they're probably drowning in their own darkness, and it just it's manifesting itself as a nightmare. Hmm. Here's an interesting one uh, in the chat from Liam. Lately, I've been getting a dream slash hypnic jerk that I'm hit in the face with a volleyball right as I'm falling asleep and jolt awake with large bodily motions interesting what a sensation there's actually um uh one thing i'd read about the hypnic jerk was that um it's actually your body or your mind making sure you're still alive really yeah i'd read that a few years ago that it's like your mind's way of saying hey like you when you're sleeping it, it kind of mimics death a little bit okay and then like your mind's just like hey huh what okay i was just making sure you were still there interesting yeah, I'm actually curious now, like, if anyone else has had anything, any unique hypnic jerk in the chat, or if you've had, like, uh, any of the common ones, like falling. Yeah, yeah, mine's always falling. Mm, it's a weird phenomenon. But would you like to read Nightmare 5? This one is by Cyclone7827, and it's called My Worst Nightmare. I had a really bad nightmare just last night. It first started like I was playing Minecraft in VR, mining of course, and then when I was mining back up, there were a ton of spiders, which actually felt like real tarantulas. And then I reached a room and I ran out of blocks, and then my pickaxe broke. This is when the dream drifted away from Minecraft. There was jaws coming out of holes in the walls trying to eat me. Somehow I dodged all of them, and then ended up in another room with a massive filing cabinet. It was very dark, and I heard footsteps coming my way. I climbed on top of the filing cabinet. There was a monster trying to come atop the cabinet with me, and it had these terrifying claws with blood on them. And I realized there were bruises on the claws, so I punched all of the bruises as hard as I could, and the monster fell to the ground, licking its claws. And I tipped over the filing cabinet and killed it. This was extremely realistic, and there was so much gore and blood on the ground, I could hardly look at it. Then a monster that looked like an old lady came in, which looked like something which looks something like Terrence from a Roblox game at Lurks. And it looked at the monster I killed on the floor and said in the most demonic voice I'd ever heard, You killed my daughter. Now I will kill you. 
the monster lunged at me, and I started running away from it into all these different rooms. And then I saw, uh, I saw prisons with these mutilated-looking monsters in them, and the monster that was chasing me pressed a button and let them out. Eventually, I made a wrong turn and got to a dead end. I sat on the floor as quiet as possible, hoping the monster wouldn't know where I was, but the monsters found me. I fought one of them and killed it, but another monster stabbed me, and I felt real pain. Eventually, I sat on the floor crying as they stood back and covered their face with their long clawed hands and said, Our comrade has fallen, and now so will you. And they jump scared me, and everything went to black. To make it worse, I felt this weird pain that felt like tickling and stabbing at the same time, like the sound of chewing flesh. Hmm. What a weird dream. Yeah. I, it it almost seems like something that you have when you've been consuming too much horror media. And even the way he describes his fear, I was jump scared. You know, this is like a term that you use when you're, you know, playing horror games a lot, playing... I don't know, I know Minecraft isn't a horror game, but it can be scary. It can uh, be, yeah. The vibes uh, sometimes that it has. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, like I could also I could look at the dream chart for fun because I know spiders is on there. Uh, so a dream, of, a nightmare about spiders. If the focus is on the spider itself rather than its webs, that's the one that we're concerned with. That means that you feel like an outsider. You're trying to stay away from something. I honestly don't think that, that this applies in this case. Um, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trust the nightmare interpretation chart. I feel like it's just uh, consuming too much scary media essentially. Yeah, that sounds like, you know, something that would happen to my kids when they played Five Nights at Freddy's too much or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's one that I don't know how people play that game. Like, it's literally just jumps. Yeah, F that game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people enjoy that, but, yeah. Um, in the chat, uh, Autumn says, I always have the falling hypnic jerk. And, oh, and oh, so does L. So, yeah, a lot of people have the, the falling. Interesting. Hmm. Now I will read Nightmare 6. So this is a post by a user named MavicKM. The post is titled, Two Recent Dreams About Comas. The post reads, In the span of like a week, I've had two dreams in which I was in a coma, both unpleasant. In the first, something happened, I suppose, a car accident, and I fall into a coma. My guess is I was in the coma for years, because I remember walking from it and seeing everything very different, and my mom being dead. This was a while ago, so I kind of forgot it, but I still remember, and now I just woke up from a second coma dream. Once again, something happened, not exactly sure what, but maybe an accident in school. After waking from the coma, my guess would be that it was a 12 to, or 6 to 12 month coma. However, I felt out of place and like I missed out on so much. I tried to stay accustomed to everything in school, but found many of my friends gone, or even one that was apparently dead, was told in the dream by a teacher. Anyway, there was still someone left that I wanted to talk to, so I asked her if we could talk in private. I was in a very sad... Uh, and left out mood, however, and the dream ended there, and I woke up. Please, it doesn't feel right having these dreams so soon after one another. Can anyone tell me what they mean? Um, well... Oh, coma dreams. Mm-hmm. 
You ever had a coma dream? No. I mean, it just seems so weird because, you know, you know people can have nightmares when they're in a coma. So it'd be weird to have a nightmare about being in a coma. Mm-hmm. But I think, I think I know what this is about, actually. I'm going to take a crack at this because the nightmare isn't really about them being in a coma because they're not, like, visualizing themselves. It's about what they experience when they come out of the coma, which is, like, they're basically, like, it feels like they're missing out on important events in their life due to the passage of time. And so I think that's probably what the nightmare is about. I think that they're, they feel like for whatever reason, maybe they didn't make the most of, you know, a certain grade that they were in or like a situation that they were right. in, in school. And like, they maybe just like, they feel like their life is passing them by too quickly. You know, that makes sense. Like the, the sensation of FOMO is like manifesting itself in their dreams. Mm hmm. The other thing that's interesting that I uh, was reminded of something is the fact that they had the dream the first time and they remember that it happened the first time, but only after having it recur. And I've experienced this with nightmares as well, where I have a nightmare. I know that I've had it before. It's, it's almost like deja vu, but I don't remember that I've had it before until I have it a second time. And that's actually the case with uh, this this one I was just uh, mentioning, like this apartment that I'm currently in, rotting. Um, and I had had a nightmare like this, and I remember in the first nightmare, I was just like making a salad out of these like wilted leaves, and there were bugs in it, and it was dark, and like the lights were off, and I couldn't really, like I could barely see, and there's just bugs crawling everywhere, and everything's falling apart. And I didn't remember that nightmare right after I had it, but then, I had this second nightmare where I was, I woke up into the same version, the same like twisted version of this apartment. And in this nightmare, um, I walked into the spot where I'm sitting right now in front of this desk and there was a person there and they were like, they were invisible, but I couldn't actually see them. I just bumped into them and I, I felt them and they were like warm to the touch. And I thought for some reason in the nightmare, I knew it was me but it was like a frac uh, like a fractured piece of my soul or something like that. Jeez. Yeah. And I put that uh, in a story I wrote called Erebus God of Darkness like that I put out recently but uh, yeah. So I can I can relate to this sensation of when you experience a nightmare that you know you've had before for the second time and remember it. That's a really freaky uh, feeling. Yeah, that's like what I deal with my with my recurring nightmares is like I, even in the dream, I'm like, no, not again. But it's like, I can't get out until a certain point. So it's like, even when I know, like, oh, this is, I know it's about to happen. It's like, yeah, but you're stuck. Oh, yeah. You just have, like, the lucidity, I guess, just still trapping you there in it. Interesting. Would you like to read Nightmare 7? Yes. By Reddit user, then calligrapher8, called Nightly Dream. Every single night I have a variation of the same dream. I start out running around, knowing somebody is looking for me, trying to hurt me. I find a gun eventually after searching top and bottom. I put it in my pocket. At this point in the dream, I begin, to, I begin going through what I would call an obstacle course from hell. It's really high up. The paths are thin with no rails, and there's lots of small spaces that I have to squeeze through. These small spaces are inside of the structure I'm in and they could be anything from a narrow staircase to a space where I have to go underwater in order to get to the other side. It is extremely claustrophobic. Once I get out of this weird course, I see the people who are looking to hurt me. This part of the dream gets hazy because I don't remember all of it, 
but it changes pretty much every night. But basically, I use the gun I found in my dream. Sometimes I hurt the person. Sometimes I just scare them and run away. When I end up hurting them, it is always very disturbing and realistic. Now the police are looking for me. They come to my house and surround it, waiting for me. Usually at this point in the dream, I wake myself up. But there are a few variations where the dream will keep going. I run from the police and usually get on a plane. The plane then proceeds to crash and throw me through the air. Once I hit the ground, I feel the pain, and I know I'm dead. Also, sometimes it's not a plane. A lot of times the dream is in this sort of dark, creepy version of Disney World, and I'll be thrown off a ride, where the ride will have a horribly claustrophobic part to it, and it just scares the hell out of me. Also, every now and then, the people will catch me, and they will stab me to death. I feel every stab as if it's real life. These dreams are so vivid that I cannot tell what is real life and what is a dream. I often pinch myself during the day to make sure I'm not dreaming. It's so vivid that every bit of pain I feel is real. The terrifying, traumatizing feeling during these dreams is all too real. I'd like to go through a traumatic situation every single night. And I mean every single night. Thank you for reading. That's brutal. Wow. Every single night. Wow. I mean, that could even be like nightmare disorder. Like if you're having them literally that frequently. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like especially if you're having them multiple times in one night, although it's not said that that's what's happening. You have any thoughts on what this one means? Uh, I mean, there's there's a lot to this one because it's, you know, at first I was thinking it's just maybe they don't realize how claustrophobic they really are, so it's just this. But then there's these people chasing them, and then there's these, the police are looking for them, and there's a plane, and now it's Disney World. There's so much to this dream. And the fact that they can feel all the, the, the landing or the stabbing is just, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. I would say, like, I definitely also picked up on the, the claustrophobic side of things, which is makes sense, right? Because they have the, the phobia that they're aware of. But the other theme that I actually felt really strong in this dream was a feeling of guilt. Uh, the fact that they'll sometimes hurt someone and then, uh, like, basically, like, they have a scenario that plays it where they're being chased by the police or they just it feels like they yeah, yeah. Um, yeah are like running from some mistake so i mean in order to like maybe try to help them what i would suggest is maybe identify well first of all try to get treated for the claustrophobia although i have that too like i don't i just don't look at things that make me feel claustrophobic and i don't put myself in claustrophobic situations so like i, I avoid it it's not as maybe not as intense as they have it but um yeah, like, and then the other thought is, like, maybe look through for something that you've done in the waking world that's making you feel guilty, and then forgive yourself for that. I don't know what's going on outside my window, but it sounds like there's a lot of bangs. <laughs> Some, someone doing something to feel guilty for later. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the aliens from that Starlink satellite finally landing. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, hope that they got something out of that. All right, and I've got another super long one. I think that's... It's my turn, right? Do you just yeah. read? Okay, cool. So this is a post by a user named KMSelfs. Oh, it's probably KMSelfs. The post is titled, I was seeing the same monster in my dreams at night. Does this mean anything? The post reads, As a child, maybe beginning at age 9 or 10, I had one dream, or a dream one night, it went something like this. I had been walking down the hallway of my house in complete darkness, 
and could hear somewhat of a jingle sang by children echoing in and out. As I kept walking down the hall, I started noticing handprints appearing on the wall. They were illuminating colorful colors and soon began spiraling around the hallway. I got scared and began running down the hall, running into my room. She seemed pretty, oh, oh, running into my mom. Uh, she seemed pretty spooked as well because the logic in dreams doesn't exist. Me and her somehow managed to both hide under the dining room chairs. That's when we noticed a set of feet walking by, back and forth. And then, as expected, a face bent down that looked right at us. The best way I can explain this figure is by imagining the Grinch, all except all black with red eyes. As soon as I seen him, I woke up. Little did I know this would be the last time I had seen him. If a day went by and where I ever thought of him, he would appear that night in my dreams, tormenting me. Sometimes I even had dreams with him where I had to trick myself that I woke up, only for me to be stuck in a dream thinking I was awake and he would come back again for me. These dreams made me extremely scared of sleeping. I was terrified of even thinking of him because I was scared of running into him again in my sleep. However, one night I had a dream with him, except this time he didn't torment me, didn't chase me, didn't hurt me, but rather began speaking to me. It was the first time I had heard his voice, which was actually very calming, and he simply had apologized to me and said he was sorry for scaring me and that he wanted to become friends with me. I of course agreed to it, and soon I woke up from that dream. Ever since then, I have never dreamt of him again, no matter how hard I think of him. I'm currently 21 years old and still think about him from time to time, and I just can't explain it. Do you guys think it's odd that this figure in my dreams was able to completely remove himself from my life? I wish sometimes to see him once more, to get any sort of answers as to why or how he found me and targeted me. And then this is actually a follow-up to that post. So me and my high school friend both have a serious fascination of horror as well, as I got him into it, and we've experienced many unexplained th things throughout our friendship. One of our favorite things to do was drive his dad's old golf cart down a pitch-black neighborhood at night and tell our scary experiences to each other. It was probably one of our favorite things to do. One night, my sister had joined us as she had nothing else to do and wanted to hear some of our experiences, and after a few stories back and forth, we asked her if she had any to tell, and well, this is where it got very creepy. She began telling us a story from her childhood, in which she had a bad dream when she was younger. As she began telling her story to me and my friend, we looked at each other, and literal chills went down my body, and we just kind of sat there with our mouths opened. She had been telling us the exact same nightmare I had as a child. The only difference being hers had a different version of the monster in it. She described hers as a man with orange spikes running down his body. Obviously, me and my friend began freaking out, which had caused her to freak out as well, and we explained to her what had happened, and she got scared as well. 
To this day, I still don't understand how this could have happened. I don't know if perhaps I had told her this story before, and it subconsciously went into her head as her own dream, but she got every detail of it right, which scared me the most. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, the description of the monster, certainly from his point of view, just it being a dark figure with red eyes, that is very sleep paralysis demon-y. Um, yeah. Like it's very, sure. yeah, very common, but it doesn't sound like it was actual sleep paralysis, except in, in the beginning. No, even in the beginning, no, because he's, he's running through different rooms of his house before he even sees it. I mean, I already didn't like it because there was children. I have a friend who can... um. She sees uh, shadow people, and she's always talking about um, uh, children, ghosts, and how something like doesn't sit right with them. So they started mentioning children appearing handprints, and I'm just like, nope. <laughs> I mean, the monsters weren't children, though, right? No, the monsters weren't, but that that definitely sounds like a shadow person, or yeah. his at least. Um, I don't know about the sisters, but his was definitely sound like a, a shadow person. Mm -hmm. And you hear these stories about how children are supposed to be more attuned to these supernatural things. Um, and I wonder, you know, like maybe they are seeing different versions of the same thing in their house, depending on what you choose to believe, I guess. It kind of reminds me of, um, I read a children's book. Um, uh, it was called um, The Monster He Came to Live Under the Bed. It just came out recently, and it was it was like... You got a monster that was assigned to you, and like the kid, like in this dream scenario, where it's like, no, 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 they're very scared, and it's like, oh, it turns out the monster actually wants to be your friend. Oh. So it's, it's very weird that the, that nightmare would match up with that kind of a book. Oh, yeah. um, uh, weird synchronicity there, but um, that's what it reminded me of with the same exact dream, but just a different monster. It's like, well, it, this was the monster that was hired for you. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, I actually had forgotten about that part. How the monster kind of comes back to him at like later in his life and is like hey sorry for scaring you i wonder i wonder then if it like represents like the darkness or something like fear of the darkness which maybe like he grew out of and that could be like yeah, symbolic be. who knows anyway that was a really good night or he could just be haunted <laughs> yeah or, or you're haunted. get out get <laughs> sorry, out of there <laughs> sorry buddy hire an exorcist <laughs> or hire uh, someone you need help anyway <laughs> I enjoyed that nightmare a lot. That was really freaky. Yeah, that one was cool. Like, uh, it had all sorts of like scary moments in it. That anyone would be like, "Nope, I'm out." But to have them all together, whew. Yeah. And then to have like your sister like having the same nightmare with just a different monster, whew. Mm hmm. Would you like to read nightmare number nine? Yes. Uh, this one's by Autumn Leaves One Nine Four, and it's called. It's a small world after all, Disney ride kind of nightmare. The post says, I usually don't have nightmares often, but when I do, they're usually not that scary, as in I, for I can forget about it. These past couple of months, I've been, having nightmare I've been having a nightmare once a week. I think it may be due to the death of a loved one. I'm not sure. The one that's scaring me the most is the one that happened last night, and I bolted out of my bed screaming. So it starts off like I'm riding the It's a Small World ride at Disney World. Like it's a slow boat ride going through my hometown. Like dark, eerie places there. The first place I'm going through is this long road near my childhood home that's got forests on both sides and looks like werewolves might jump out. Then it shoots me back to the driveway of my childhood home and in front there's an apple tree with tall grass. 
It starts to fog, and there's this figure with scary, eye, with scary eyes staring at me, smiling. I try to get myself to move, but I can't. I then hear familiar voices saying, She can't move. So sad. Can't move. I remember feeling fear like I've never felt before. Soon I felt like this figure was getting closer to me, and see out of the corner of my eye is the person that passed away, like a choppy, blurred version of her. I yelled for her to stay away and keep, kept saying, No, stay away. I then tell myself to move, and when I finally do, the figure lunges at me, and I, woke, and I wake up, bolted out of my bed into the bathroom, like I was literally running. The nightmare kept me up for a couple of hours, because I just couldn't calm down. Anyone have dreams like this? What the hell could this mean? Hmm. That seems like a, like a weird, like trauma-based dream. Yeah, I, I have done some reading on seeing a dead person that you know indicates that you're struggling with grief, generally. If you do know the person, it could just be anxiety about an illness that you're experiencing or something like that. Um, and then seeing someone who's still alive as a dead person could mean that you feel guilty about some aspect of your relationship with them. Um, but I think in this case it's saying that it's someone who really did die in real life. So it could be a sensation of guilt. Um, did, did, did he mention how close... The, yeah, death of a loved one. Okay. Yeah, I, I almost feel like um, maybe that loved one was like a, um, a protective figure to them. And that's why... Or someone that they wanted to protect. And that's why they had this figure that they were trying to tell them to stay away from. Or the figure that was encroaching on them now that the loved one was gone. Mm. Like kind of like a, a fear of not having that person anymore. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I actually really like that interpretation. Mm. I would like to get into the next one, Nightmare Number 10. I think this is me. So this is a post by Lucas Yapi. The post is titled, Google is ending you now. The post reads, My dreams and nightmares normally don't have fantasy things, like demons or magical lands, so it's kind of difficult for me to notice that it's not a real thing. Yesterday, I had this nightmare about a Google algorithm in YouTube. It started with me watching some Disney videos. I remember the thumbnail being something related to the goof troop, and then some title, uh, YouTube's search bar algorithm showed to me in the recommendations. I clicked the video, and it was pretty much an average YouTube video about a guy explaining things. He was saying about a secret algorithm called Search Bar Algorithm. It consists of YouTube predicting what will be the most relevant result for you to click whenever you search something in the search bar, and this show, and show this result according to the position of your cursor. For example, if you search funny cat videos and you usually put your cursor a little bit above the middle of the screen, the best result will show you uh, will show to you in the location based on some kind of crowd search engine. As weird as it sounds, it started to make sense to me even more because I once I read it once that Google knows the pattern of your cursor movement and with that can identify you as a human being and let you pass the I'm not a robot captcha without completing that annoying minigame. But it all went wrong when the guy started talking about some failure in the algorithm 
And if you search for Google in the ending you know, or ending you now, I think it's supposed to say Google is ending you now, only that will be in your results repeatedly, both search bar and video results. The video ended with the guy saying that the video was too disturbing to show and that he'll be demonetized if he decides to go, so I clicked off the video. The video was just a blue abstract background with the sound of really disturbing frequencies. The description said it was a binaural sound. It started creeping me out so much that I closed the video and suddenly woke up realizing it was a dream. Quickly, I grabbed my phone and searched something similar to that on YouTube, but no results were found. Hmm. It could be like a fear of like technology almost with the um, um, Google ending you and having to test if you're a robot or not, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. I was actually thinking... Um, it could be a fear of how like Google's like listening to you constantly, yeah. Because he's mentioning how like it knows where your cursor is, and the other actually vibe I got from it is I don't know if you've ever heard, you I mean you might have even done a a video about it. Um, these this like phenomenon that you hear like these different radio stations that broadcast numbers and just kind of strange oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. patterns. I've, I've seen this for like YouTube videos as well. There are these YouTube channels that it's just like a series of numbers and they just play these like, like they have like these like, you know, seven second videos or whatever. And it will just be some footage of some strange like office room or something. And there's some like people believe that there's like a coded message embedded in both the radio stations and these videos. And they just go through these, uh, you know, to like insane levels of detail trying to analyze it. I kind of got this vibe from from this nightmare as well, just seeing how they. Yeah, it does sound like a like um, the whole because um, a lot of those get like the spy feel, like oh, it's obviously it's like Russians or whoever's spying on us, and they're sending out these coded messages through the radio waves. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like just yeah, with the disturbing frequencies at the end that he mentions and the binaural sound, and you're not really sure like maybe this video has the potential to like hack my brain or something, you know. Yeah, it's weird like you know it's, it's and it's true though like google's always listening and the uh amazon's always listening and the phone's always listening it's it's, it's terrifying if you really think about it yeah yeah well we just have to i guess put our trust in it at this point but if, if not it'll it'll kill us yeah would you like to read nightmare 11 uh, this one's by Reddit user Nico1325, called Shot to Death in a Dream, again. The post reads, We had just gotten back from the store. We bought toys, beach supplies, snacks, drinks. It was sunny and warm out. My sister was helping me unpack the car, while my brothers ran and played Nerf guns in the bushes. My parents stood off to the side, chatting. Then two cops burst out of the bushes, yelling at us to freeze and drop the gun and such. My brothers dropped their Nerf toys. My sister and parents put their hands up, but I couldn't stop moving forward for some reason. My sister finally hissed at me, Kenzie, and finally I snapped out of it and put my hands up, still holding grocery bags in them. Three good seconds passed with no motion and no aggression, and then the cop fired. It hit me just below my chest and ripped out the other side. I felt warm, achy and warm and heavy and dizzy. I fell on the ground. My family started screaming. 
I touched the sticky wound a bit before losing my strength and slowly losing consciousness. Nothing in that dream is far-fetched in any way. We were just going to go play at the park. We were just going to go play. Hmm. I mean... I mean... <laughs> sounds like kind so, of a... Yeah. Obvious interpretation a bit, like in terms of just, you know, being afraid of uh, guns or things of that nature. But the other aspect that I kind of wanted to mention was the fact that they move forward and they can't stop themselves for any reason. So this is actually like something that you see in quite a few nightmares. Um, and like normally, like it's basically like you can refer to it as like your body uh, moving on its own. So this could be, there could be like a physical manifestation for why this is happening in a nightmare. Like you could be literally on marionette strings and in other cases it's um, your brain just, or, or some invisible force pulling you, something like that. And things like this in a nightmare indicate that a couple things. One, you're not living the life the way you want or you're behaving in a way that's not like how you would in the real world. So that's why in order for the nightmare to like justify you behaving that way, it has to sort of force you to move that way. And then the other thing, which I feel like could maybe play more of a role here, is that your subconscious is trying to justify showing you something that it knows you wouldn't look at without being forced to do so. Kind of an interesting concept. It's, it is interesting. It also depends, not to get too deep into this part of it, but it also depends on the, on the race of the dreamer. Um, if it's if it's a brown-skinned person, it could just speak to their fear of being innocently shot down by police. Um, but if it's if the user's white, it could just speak to um, maybe they're one of those people that um, uh, don't really understand the struggle, and now all of a sudden their mind is trying to un make them understand what that's like to be shot when you're innocent. That's a good point. Yeah. Would. Um, I think this is my turn, sorry. So, Nightmare 12 is a post by a user named Crushed Glaze. The post is titled, Physical Pain from Nightmare Attack. The post reads, I just experienced one of the worst dreams I've ever had. My father-in-law had been going through some less than stellar personality changes in real life due to being in constant pain and unfortunately, he was the aggressor in my nightmare last night. He was yelling at me and blaming me for not providing some urgent information in the middle of the night, and I was telling him that if he needed it urgently, he should have woken me up, but since I was sleeping and didn't know he needed the information, he can't blame me. It devolved into a screaming match, and I went up the staircase and yelled, go fuck yourself. Quick as a flash, he ran up the stairs and got between me and the landing, where my spouse was standing. And my father-in-law proceeded to try to bodily push me down the stairs. I was in disbelief, but I managed to wrap my hands around the banister and my legs around his torso, so that if I went down, he would come with me. And I yelled to my spouse that my father-in-law just tried to push me down the stairs, but they did nothing but stare at me. With my legs pulled up around his waist, there was a gap between the bottom of my shirt and the waistband of my pants, exposing my lower back, and my father-in-law began scratching and scraping the skin on my lower back with his nails, resulting in extreme physical pain, but I couldn't let go of the banister to stop him, 
because he was trying to throw me down the stairs. He kept scratching and scratching until I could feel blood welling up, and I was screaming for him to stop or for my partner to help, but my father-in-law kept scraping and my partner just stared. Finally, I was jolted awake, sobbing uncontrollably, and the pain in my lower back lingered for a few minutes. I had to rub the spots to soothe the nerves there. It was hands down the worst experience I've ever had. And I'm having trouble not being afraid of my father-in-law right now. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. Um, I mean, I think that they are very aware, like as they mentioned, that like there's just a, a bit of tension, I guess, in the extended family right now that they feel with their father-in-law. But I think probably the most interesting like thing that maybe they weren't aware of and well, maybe they were as well. It's the fact that the partner's just standing there, right? Yeah, like the the one that's supposed to um, protect you from from harm is just standing there and looking at you like it's your fault or not caring what happens to you. Mm-hmm. It seems to be like a fear that maybe that they have in their subconscious that their partner like won't have their back or won't take their side in that uh, like yeah. situation if that ever were to play out. Uh, although unlikely to play out that dramatically in, in any case. Yeah, but almost like the, the partner's really close with the with the father-in-law and it's like, it, it feels like there's some underlying real-life tension. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm curious to know if they're even aware that they have this fear of the spouse not being on their side or whether their subconscious is trying to show that to them. That's like the interesting thing about nightmares is like like you, they can unveil fears of certain situations that are kind of more nuanced than you would even expect. I mean, it's certainly possible that like maybe there's not like an actual um, real life attachment, like uh, uh, experience, but maybe it's like there is some kind of thing they disagree with their father-in-law on and they're just so afraid to bring it up because they don't know if their spouse would defend them or be on their side. And they don't, so they're just holding it inside. And so now it's manifesting itself in this nightmare where it becomes like physically um, abusive from the father in law. Mm hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Would you like to read Nightmare 13? This one is by Embarrassed Face 6334 and it's called Repetitive Nightmare. It says. When I was around three or four, not sure, I started getting this dream I would get every year right around the same time. It was almost the exact same time, but every time they had a different ending. When it ended, I'd, I'd either end in me dying or this random lady dying. I'll get to her when explaining. But since at least two years ago, I haven't had it since. Anytime I got this, I'd wake up around 4 a.m. This dream felt so realistic, so now I'll get into it. So first, it would always start at this place my family took me for the 4th of July at my cottage. We would be watching fireworks until something happened to someone in my family. In this case, mostly my mother. It was strange, and I had no clue what, would, what had happened, so I would constantly look around for her in panic. It's basically like I was on a missing person search. I looked and looked until I always end up talking to this woman while crying. She looked as if she had always... She looked as if she has had two-piece flapper dress thing. It was always gold. She also has blonde hair and knew my name and age each time that I had the dream. For instance, I remember when I was five. 
She was saying my name, and when I asked how old I was, she said I was five. So after this happened, we would walk around for a bit till she stopped me and asked me if I wanted to see something cool, to which I always said yes. She would then pull out this weird watch-like thing, and she'd tap it, and there would be a portal, almost like when you drop a VR chat portal, though VR chat was nowhere near out by then. So when we walked in, I'd, it'd give you options. One would always be my neighbor's house. Next would be to just random places. We usually went to my neighbor's house, which was, he was an old guy just sat out of nowhere. And just out of nowhere, she'd get attacked by him if we went there. I'd have nowhere to go because for some reason my house wasn't built yet. I'm not sure why this had happened, but it's made me extremely anxious. And I think about it every day. Does anybody have any idea? I have no idea who the old woman Jeez. could be. But I mean, like the first Weird. thought I had was just like it's a fear of being separated from the mother. Like seeing as the fact yeah. that like the, that's the, the only thing that's consistent in how it's recurring. And then like on top of that, various strange things happen following like losing the mother. But But yeah, I don't know yeah. who the old woman could be. And it's kind of like um, a fear of loss, too, because they can't find the house. So now it's like you fear you're lost without a home, uh, without your mother. Um, and then just this random stranger. Just, I, don't, I, I don't understand the random stranger. Yeah. Can you remember, like, as a kid being lost in the grocery store or something like that, and then some lady comes up and is, like, friendly and tries to help you? Have you ever had an experience like that, if you can remember? Yeah, I've had I've had experiences like that. And the lady was always friendly, and I was always like, my mother's going to kill me. Yeah. Did you feel, like, safe with that lady, or did you feel afraid of her? Uh, it's, I've always felt like, a, like I don't like strange, I don't like people in general, so it's like, <laughs> to have a strange, like, you need help, little boy? No. Yeah. Get away from me. Like, even now, if, <laughs> like, if some stranger goes to me, you need help? No, I got this. I can change my own tire. Thanks. Yeah, I, I second that. Like, even, even when I know that they have, like, pure intentions, like, I can tell that they have pure intentions. So, like, I still felt uncomfortable with the fact that someone was coming in to help me. But, but in this night, like, this person seems to be very comfortable with this. Makes me think, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe this happens a lot. <laughs> maybe they get lost a lot, separated from them. It's like, I don't know. You're a little too pure intentioned. Get out of here. I don't <laughs> trust you. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's weird that it's, it, you know, the the stranger could be uh, depending on this person's faith. It could be the manifestation of like a guardian angel, a mm -hmm. guardian angel. True. Yeah. Um, nightmare number fourteen. This is a post by a user named Nervous Ad five five four nine. The post is titled "The Lady in White." The post reads. This nightmare haunted me for several years. I would say two or three. I'm not sure. I was a little girl. Almost every night. It's important to know that I lived in an apartment with my mother and my big brother, who was in a building 50 meters from the church of my village and the old cemetery. It was old buildings of the 70s and 80s. Every night I went to bed and it started. I got up from my bed in the dark without ever lighting the light, but I was afraid of black. 
I then open the door of my room, which leads to a long hallway until my stay and the entrance at the bottom of the left. I was still standing in the dark uh, in front of this big hallway, and then I was waiting. I felt like I was waiting for hours. I was terrorized. Suddenly, no noise, only the sound of her heels resonating on the ground, and I saw her at the end of my hallway, arriving from the left, through the entrance. She walked slowly, head down, dressed in white until standing up right in front of me, turn in front of me, raise my head, and fix me for long minutes. At that moment, no noise, just the beats of my heart that were accelerating. After these long minutes uh, to wait, she started shouting and rushed on me very fast, and she hit and entered my body. I also shouted with all my strength and then fell instantly to the ground, losing consciousness, and then woke up in my bed. And so, every night. P.S. I remember talking to my mother about it when I was a little bigger, and she told me that every morning she was picking me up in the hallway and then putting me back to bed. But I wonder if this discussion was not actually also a dream. I never managed to talk to her about it. I don't know why. Mm. Well, someone was renting that body for the night. Yeah, that one gave me goosebumps. I really, that really freaked me out. I mean, white a white lady or the idea of a white lady is a very common type of ghost. Like just a, a lady who wears a white dress and she's like pale. Um, at least, you know, as far as like folklore ghosts. Um, but I mean, it definitely sounds like she was sleepwalking in real life. I, I actually... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but that actually is such a freaky thought. Like, if you imagine just waking up, I, I really felt like even just the, the first part, the anticipation, where she gets up, she just, like, walks into the hall, and she's just staring at the darkness, waiting. It, it's ten times freakier when you realize that she was doing that in real life. Yeah, it's true. I didn't think of that until you just said it. Yeah. yeah. Her, her sleeping body was literally staring into the dark hallway. And it could be then that also the, the white lady that she saw was her mother picking her up and putting her to bed, right? Yeah. And that's why at the end of the dream she falls asleep and lost consciousness. If I had to bet, I'd say that's what's happening. But, of course, like the freakier interpretation is that, you know, she's uh, like actually, you know, making it you know, into the hallway yeah. and then a real ghost is like, you know, interacting with her and then her mom, mom puts her back to bed. Uh, going to rent your body for a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, most likely the ghost was actually her mother, but we'll never know. And she said that she never managed to talk to her mother about it, but yeah, she can ask if that was also a dream. I suspect it wasn't though. Like the, the actual, yeah, that's the weird part too. Yeah. Mm hmm. Any other thoughts on that one before we get into our final nightmare? I just I like your angle of like the white lady that she thinks is a ghost was actually just her mother rushing over to pick her up and put her back in bed. But in the dream, it's like this scary thing that's taking her over. Um, kind of like because uh, in her dream, she's now no longer in control of her body. Just like in real life, if she's sleepwalking, she's not in control of her body. Mm -hmm. Have you ever known a sleepwalker? No, I, I like I know a couple of people that have night terrors, and like my son has one, and so he'll just stand up randomly and be like, ah, but like, oh really? Like still basically asleep, 
Um, but like no sleepwalkers. And that would just be like, we like I wouldn't know how to handle it. It's like you just like, where are you going? Like there's people that um get in a car and drive while they're sleeping yeah. and like succeed in getting from point A to point B. And it's just weird how that works. Yeah, I read a story like in my like I think episode eight of Nightmare Theater where there's this case in Canada where a guy got in a car, drove for several kilometers, and then went and murdered his like in-laws while asleep, and he was acquitted. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that, I've heard of that that story. That was always I was like, how? Like, like if I ever kill somebody, like I was asleep. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, because like their eyes are open, right, and like their brain must be receiving information, but they're actually not conscious. Sounds like he had his own white lady. Yeah. Anyway, would you like to read Nightmare number 15? This one by Reddit user Character Street 2490 called Dream Transfer. It says, I'm so shook. I just have to share this because it's so unbelievably strange. I just had a nightmare where I was watching a man on an old television set go downstairs. In that moment, my dream body was standing in front of a staircase and that man I had seen on the television was coming down before me. The last thing I realized was that a stare catching mine, and in that moment of terror, I woke up. But as I did, the real terrifying thing happened. My dog, Toby, was making the most blood-curdling sound I'd ever heard him make. His body was thrashing about beside me. I put my hand on him and tried to speak to him to calm him down. It worked and he fell back to sleep. What are the odds that within the second of the dream man catching my stare, causing me to suddenly wake up that my dog was having his own nightmare while making such a horrific sound I'm starting to wonder that my nightmare somehow transferred to him he always sleeps be- besides me by the way oh my god that's a terrifying thought poor dog and like you gotta wonder what happened next in the nightmare yeah like what did that dog have to go through like, mm-hmm. you're a selfish owner <laughs> yeah. um, I mean like dogs will often mimic your emotions right and kind of like throw them back at you but i don't know if they can do that while they're unconscious right like like have a nightmare because you're having nightmares but it's definitely known that like animals do have nightmares and like you can see you know dogs having nightmares and cats having nightmares and reacting to it uh, you know physically like, like barking in their sleep sometimes and pretending to run on their side some things like that um yeah, I like I, I did an episode about shared nightmares, which is sort of what this poster seems to be implying that like maybe they, um, like the, like the yeah the animal in this case, but in some cases it's also the uh, like another person is sharing your nightmare. But I mean, they actually uh, it's kind of interesting. Like back in the early twentieth century, there were psychologists that tried to do like experiments on this, but of course none of the results are ever replicable. So, like, it's it's kind of in the realm of pseudoscience, but some people believe that this is, you know, you really are able to see someone else's nightmare and that this is, you know, maybe the dog was picking up what he was putting down or waking up from. I mean, it definitely could be. I mean, animals are very perceptive. and Like, we barely understand human dreams, you know, so how could we hope to understand? I mean, heck, I just found out the other day that they think octopuses dream. Like, really, we can't understand our own. How could we possibly hope to understand an animal's dream and... It's crazy, though. Hmm. And the other thing... <laughs> sorry, go ahead. I was just saying how weird that we would have a dream, uh, a story about dream transfer um, right after we had just um, um, a few stories back where 
someone was sharing a dream with their sister with just like a different monster yeah interesting yeah like you like you hear more people report on these sorts of experiences than like you realize like a lot of people do seem to have these things um and the other thing that was interesting to me is that really freaked me out is it's almost like a horror movie sequence how he's watching the man on the camera and suddenly he blinks and he's the one in you know in the line of fire he's the one who's getting yeah. like peered at and it's like i almost that's one of those things where you hear someone describe that and i almost feel like i've had a nightmare like that before but i can't remember it you know it's one of the yeah yeah like one I, of the, sorry it's okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, just like one of those situations where it feels like, oh, like, have I had something like that before? Like, it sounds like I have. Like, it sounds so freaky. It is. It's It's got to be freaky. And uh, in the chat, Darth Mater, um, she's saying that her oldest used to sleepwalk, um, which, as a parent, it's got to be terrifying. Yeah. Um, so she's probably dealt with, um, like, that story where it's like the the white lady carrying you controlling your body and carrying you back to bed oh yeah and l in the chat my cousin would get on his motorbike and rev it up before his family caught him in the driveway yikes i could have ended badly i find the concept of dreams very interesting i wonder how it works one day maybe we'll understand them yeah there's a number of theories on why we dream and a lot of them especially for nightmares it's about uh like evolutionary psychologists think that it has something to do with uh uh threat rehearsal so like if you if some element of your subconscious thinks that there's it's picking up on some danger maybe at work maybe there's like some you know like faulty wiring or something that you haven't overtly like noticed in your conscious mind but your subconscious notices it. it might show you you know your coworker getting electrocuted in a nightmare or something like that and the idea is that maybe it's your brain's way of trying to show you dangers that you're not even aware of but yeah like it's crazy Mm-hmm. anyway that's about it for this week's episode thanks so much for stopping by uh, and thank you to my guest uh, ghost train slash slaughterhouse stories I've linked to his channel in the description he puts out a ton of videos he really hustles hard I recommend you check him out he does uh, uh, creepypasta readings and other uh, horror horror stories uh, highly recommend his channel uh, you can feel free to send me a nightmare at theforgottengrove at gmail.com and I would love to read it next week. Um, and then this Thursday I will have a video out. I believe it will be some new folklore monster that I'll write a story about. It'll maybe be the Cyclops or the Nuklevi. One of those. So look forward to that. Anyway, thanks to everyone again. Uh, any final thoughts, Ghost Train? Uh, no, just thank you for having me on. This was really fun. Um, it was really interesting to talk about nightmares and interpret them and read them. And uh, I, I hope your channel a lot of success. This has been great. Thanks, and same to you. And without, uh, without further ado, until next time, embrace the beautiful dark.